What's up, Joe? Hey, Luke, you're here, and uh, we're starting our podcast. For those of you who don't know, this is Luke. Oh, how do you say your last name? Osika, right? Osika, and you shall find. Oh, Osika. Good. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure. I was. I was like, I've never asked him that. I realized that. I'm like, I've never asked him fully how to pronounce his last name. But uh, yeah, For this sure. is the. the way, uh, how, how's my mic, my man? Can I ask you that? Um, it's sounding all right to me. I I don't I oh, don't man. know. Sounds it good. Sound, yeah, it sounds good. Um, yeah, I'm hearing you, so <laughs> I guess that's what matters. But uh, yeah, um, right on, man. So this episode, it we're this is the RSO and Dynasty Joe podcast, and uh, I've got my friend Luke, who is. I mean, do you want to introduce yourself? Like, what you, how you got into fantasy? Like, give her, give yourself a little intro. For sure, for sure. Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, you remember when you're growing up and you hear people talk about the 80s and you're like, that sounds like a long time ago. Uh, well, you know, we're getting old enough where, you know, we've been playing fantasy for a long time. So, yeah. first of all, let's get that out of the way. Um, as far as uh, my involvement with yourself, of course, uh, our introduction would be, of course, as I told you, you had the, the, uh, the Reality Sports Online uh, league, uh, you know, called Hardcore League. Um, and uh, it was more just um, that you had had a little description on there. And I was just looking for, you know, just uh, a league that seemed like, um, you know, whether it was a friend of mine or what, but it was a public league. Or I guess it was private maybe. But point is that you had a little description. It sounded good. Uh, and as I told you, I, I've been looking for ways to kind of practice uh, the things that I'm learning kind of take it beyond fantasy if you will but as we talked about yeah. like uh, what was it last night already it's nice yeah. to kind of play for money uh kind of test your skills a little bit yeah luke yeah luke is actually you know he's downplaying himself but he is studying sports law to potentially be a sports agent and uh from what i can tell he is very intelligent and i wanted him on this podcast and he offered and i'm like oh it'll work and i'll get a different opinion right than myself because Honestly, like, I don't care how good you are at predicting sports, right. you're going to get it wrong sometimes. Right. And I look at, like, right. I look at some of the things people were saying last year. Um, Hollywood Brown was, like, everybody's least favorite wide receiver in the offseason. Right. And not right. only that, but Leonard Fournette. Everybody hated okay. Leonard Fournette last, last huh. offseason. I don't know if you, if you remember that, but, like, everybody was just dogging on him so it's good to I get that. different different perspectives oh yeah like um i actually i traded for leonard fournette last last off season just because his deal was 17 or 18 million and it was like right. it was like an add-on to make it fair essentially in rso because he was so right. like looked down upon because he was you know there was no way he was going to be good in, uh, sure. last season and he you know he was rb he was rb1 like he was a great rb last year it wasn't the rb1 For overall sure. but he was a running back one he, I, i'm guaranteed he was top 10 i don't know his For actual sure. ranking but you know so you never know and it's good to get all um perspectives so we're gonna do um we're supposed to do three buys three holds and three sells 
And uh, then we're going to talk about just in general, our strategies on reality sports online slash our strategies in fantasy. Um, And this is actually, we mostly do super flex on this. Um, Dynasty is similar to reality sports online, except reality sports online. It's just more intricate. Like there's, there's contracts and it, it, I mean, the reason I do it, I don't know about you is, well, I suppose it, it is the same for you. You've told me before. It's because it's it's more like being a general manager. You have to take in right. all of the specifics. You have to like, okay, I'll trade. Yeah. And it looks lopsided, but you look at it, one guy's got a three million for three year contract and one's got a twenty-five million for one year contract. You yep. you know, you that could have easily net gained your your team in the long run, especially if you're not competing by midway through the season. So that's, that, yep. I mean, that's why I like reality sports online. Why do you like reality sports online? No, you said it, man. Um, you know, for sure. And, uh, you know, whoever listens, like, you know, to me, and again, we just talked about this the other day, you know, you know how much I care about trying to kind of test your skills, kind mm-hmm. of try to take it beyond, um, you know, beyond like just recreational, you know, playing around is, is kind of mm-hmm. how I look at it. Like, I think if that's where people are at and you're having a good time, Hey, that's cool. You know, and not everybody who crushes video games should be, should be filming YouTube videos of them doing video games. But at the same time, you know, for a lot of us, like, you know, the whole like armchair GM term, which is not one of my favorite terms. Like I I never even use it. I'm using it because we're talking about this stuff. Is like, I, to me, like it's the actual testing of your actual mental capacity to try to, you know, build a, build a roster. Like, you remember back in the day, like when Madden started coming out with like, they went from season mode and I mean other games too, but like they went from season mode to franchise mode. And it's like, dude, all I wanted to do is play franchise mode. Like not even a question because yeah. it's the most challenging, like in regards to your aptitude. I mean, and then, you know, Hey, if that's you're that guy point. that like, you can like break down like three, four packages and do all this stuff. Like that's great. Like, but yeah. that was never me. I was always more into like the, like finding, okay, like I'll give you a random example of this just really quick. Um, like, okay, do you remember that amazing baseball game? Uh, I'm pretty, help me out now. Uh, pretty sure it was like MLB 2005. It was like one yeah. of the best all time video games um, with like this amazing soundtrack and all this. Well, Ricky Weeks, uh, I, I'm, a, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. So, you know, I was never a big baseball guy, but I did like the Brewers. And Ricky Weeks at the time, I think in that game was a rookie. And he was not good in that game. Like he had just been drafted. So he was like 18 and he was like, you know, some random like 50 overall or something like that. But he had like 99 or, you know, 90 something speed, you know, pretty much 99 speed, something like that. And of course, like, so you go in franchise mode and technically you'd overlook him because, because he's just not good. But really he would just go up like crazy because, they, they assimilated, they assimilated that into the game that, you know, here's this guy, at least he's got good speed. It kind of says like that might be an X factor. And then of course, like in your franchise mode, he would get really good. And so Mm. um, that's what's neat about fantasy football dynasty mode. Like you said, all the more reality sports where, where you can actually try to look for a reason why a guy's actually going to break out. I mean, you know, Hollywood Brown, you'd, you'd have a lot more to say, about him than me, but, uh, you know, I think, uh, I don't know what it was. I mean, 
you know, I don't know. They just had a pretty, they, they had a pretty okay year. Lamar wasn't like crushing it in yards or anything. Mark Andrews was absolutely insane, but, um, yeah. but you know, I mean, anybody who can notice, Oh man, Hollywood Brown's actually going to go off well before the contract you just signed this off season. Like that actually says something about you, you know, and takes it beyond like recreational play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it, you know, everybody like you, that's the thing. Like, you don't know. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. These are, you know, we've analyzed the, the stuff. We look at this stuff. But, yeah, I remember listening to everybody about how, you know, you got to get rid of Hollywood Brown. Rashad Bateman is going to take all the – when he, right. you know, he was a rookie, he's going to take all of it. And Bateman was, you know, a very highly touted rookie. And then he gets injured, and Hollywood Brown just got an insane target share and had a good season, even with, you know, Lamar sure. not – not uh, being the best passer and, you know, having right. his backup, Tyrone Huntley, who actually, you know, until I had on my roster as my fourth quarterback in our hardcore league, which is a one quarterback, two super flex Ooh. league. So you could potentially have three quarterbacks and it's only a 10 team league, but still, uh, yeah. I mean, ideally 30 quarterbacks are being used. Because quarterbacks just give you the greatest guarantee of, you know, there's no other position where you can say, yeah, he's going to get 11 points guaranteed. And by the way, I, you're, you're the host, but I, I, I just want to take a, take a page out of the, uh, the spot track podcast book that I, I told you, I sent you. Um, yeah. So every once in a while, the guy, you know, uh, Mike Giannetti will have whomever on and that they may ask him a question because they'll kind of play off each other. What do you actually think of, Lamar this year. And by the way, I love Tyler Huntley and they, they like him so much in Baltimore. Have you heard this, that they actually basically keep the same package for him in the game because he's that good. Like he's, yeah. you know, he's kind of a Lamar 2.0. So like, yeah. but what do you actually think of Lamar as far as from an actual, like pure quarterback? I don't mean pure passer. I just mean like a legit, Big time quarterback. Well, He's been the MVP, all that. And yep. what do you think about him as a fantasy guy? Here's the thing. We're getting to be about almost 10 years ago. Cam Newton was, you know, everybody loved him. He was the MVP. Mm -hmm. He had been an MVP. Cam Newton has been an MVP. Right. And he was right. amazing. But now right. he couldn't adapt when his athleticism went you know, went down in his 30s. But you look at Michael Vick. Michael Vick, right. probably the most athletic quarterback, in my opinion, ever. And he, sure. couldn't, he couldn't really throw when he, was, when he was first in the league. And he had to adapt. Or, or maybe, but yeah, maybe he had the, to throw. He yeah. had the, yeah. you know, he had the intangibles, the work ethic to actually adapt. I, I, you know, I'm not saying Cam Newton doesn't have a work ethic. Obviously, he does. But right. for whatever reason... Michael Vick was able to learn how to throw and be a decent quarterback, you know, when he was in his thirties. And I, right, I think proven. it's yet to be yep. determined with Lamar, but if you look at his actual um, throwing, it's not, you know, it's not terrible for how long he's been in the league. I think he's ahead of where Michael Vick was at the same age. We should look that up sure. and tell people, but I'm pretty sure, you know, it's surprising. He, I, he's right. He's hovering right around 60%. Of his, uh, not which, bad. you know, is similar it, to these Josh days. Allen. It's terrible, but it's yeah. definitely not bad as far as, um, no. like it'll for, for who he is, it'll way get the job done. 
Yeah. But I'm, I'm just right curious now. of what yeah, you think, because sure. like he's a guy that talent wise, you could pretty much argue. No one really does this. I don't think you could argue that he's the most talented quarterback. You mm-hmm. people are going to put Josh Allen and he's the Mike Holmes ahead of him. Yeah. He's the Michael Vick the Mike, of this generation yeah. for sure. Like he's the no, one no who, question. you know, who you don't know if on first and or like third and 10, he's just going to run it and get 26 yards. Like Josh Allen can do that. But I think Josh Allen is more of a North and South runner than Lamar Jackson. Would you agree? Like Lamar yeah. Jackson has just crazy. Like oh, Lamar, he, he dukes people Lamar out. Crazy. He, you know, Lamar's yeah. crazy. He, uh, oh. by the way, um, Josh Allen's been really growing on me and he's a crazy <laughs> gifted runner. Josh, yeah, Allen, but Lamar is like another level. I mean, I what, a, what an effective runner. Um, I guess part of the question, of course, is like, can he keep up this, mm-hmm. this uh, amazing rate, you know, that he's doing. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, uh, I will say this in this conversation about Lamar, uh, you know, to get, to kind of get back to where you're headed with by so hold. Could you, would you ever, be in a position between now and like the next two years or whatever, be in a position where you're actually possibly sell or hold on Lamar. Cause you would never really think about that normally, but like I'm right. talking before any potential injury or whatever, like yeah. would you hold or sell on him simply because you're just not sure like what he's going to be. Whereas think, Josh Allen, you know exactly what he's going to do. If you look at the, the mean of running quarterbacks you should sell them right around the time you sell running backs just in general like 28 years old you know 27 28 years old is a good time to sell a run first quarterback because first off in rso those those guys are getting the four-year big deals like they're getting the four-year contracts in most of the leagues i'm in in reality sports online and say uh you know um Lamar is what is he? Twenty six? Do you know? I just looked him up, dude. He's twenty five. I mean, it's okay, crazy. He, so he, <laughs> does he turn twenty six this this year? Good question. Uh, so, so if January you got 7th. him this year so, yeah. on a four year contract, so, yeah. I would keep him for the next two years. But like, you want to trade people at their peak value, and you know, not get you know. So make I would I would trade him in one or two years. Because it, you can, just can look I ask at, a random at the normal Michael Vick is yeah. not the normal for running quarterbacks. That's the the exception to the rule for most part. And could Lamar Jackson get a lot worse? Yes. Could he be a pocket passer in his thirties? I think if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Lamar. But sure. I would still, I would still, you know, I'm big on selling when the value is the highest, and I think the value is the highest on him, you know, in the next couple of years. Can I ask you just again, like right before we get into it, do you think seriously that the Ravens are waiting as long as they have to do this? Oh, you cut out Luke. Are you there? Hello? Gary, uh, my dear guy, Gary from, yeah, you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, you cut out for a little bit. I just heard. Do you think the Ravens are waiting? And then that's that's what you last said. Sorry, I was getting a call, and so I had to hang up. It was a very good friend of mine from uh, okay. from the Bay in California. Um, no big deal. So, uh, 
Yeah. Um, but question is, do you think the Ravens are waiting, are kind of prolonging their, their big contract with, with uh, Lamar, like um, simply because they're kind of like, I don't know, just not sure kind of like we're talking about, like, we don't, we don't exactly know what Lamar's going to be. We're excited like everybody else to watch what he does this year because he's just beautiful football to watch. I mean, I feel yeah. like you're watching yeah. Jim Brown, like an amazing generation. Just, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, but do you think seriously the Ravens organization are thinking what you, what you just said, which is they're looking at him as pretty much kind of like a, a, a running back, the rare case right now is what I'm pretty sure Derrick Henry's like 28. So he's the rare yeah, he's, case where he's I think kind he of, turns 29 this year. And that's, that's like right. everybody's saying like this will, you know, on the average, this will be his last year. But then there are those right. people like Adrian Peterson who last till they're 31. And, you know, Derrick Henry I was definitely say, took right. one of those. So Derrick and AP rare cases, but do you yeah. think seriously that the Ravens, because this is the epitome of like what fantasy is that like you're, you're trying to feel out, like, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about dynasty or, um, or, and what do you consider the mode like reality sports? Like what w- we don't call it dynasty. What do we call it? It's, it's technically, I think they call it contract league, but it's not, quite, you know, it's, it's so much more intricate than other contract leagues because it's like, it's the millions. You can do like half million and you know, it, Right. It compounds as it gets it's longer. So, like the guy is getting paid more in his fourth year than he is in his oh, first right, year right, right. of a four-year right. contract. And with with normal contract leagues, it's just kind of like you sign him for seven million for four years, and he gets seven million each year. Like on other okay. sites, they just make it more basic, and that's why I like reality right. sports online. There are some, you know, it's not the best platform. It needs, I would say, it needs more more work it's not like it's not like sleeper like the the really where everybody's impressed with um what you can get from it but it's it's the one i use mostly simply because there's none as intricate as it like it's the one that you have to you have to no i don't know you have to think the most or you you can you can outthink an opponent the most but yeah getting back to lamar if i was the gm I would not sign him past age 30 because there's too many quarterbacks. There's too many quarterbacks that have failed so miserably when they relied on their athleticism when they're young. And I think that's kind of why he wants a a long contract guaranteed. But again, Lamar could be the exception to the rule, but yeah, I don't, I, so I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, Tyrone Huntley, when I watched him play last year, that was impressive. He looked, yeah. I mean, he looked just really good. And, he looked um, so good. He looked so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of, I, I added him as, a, as an extra quarterback when I made a trade um, just because I thought, well, maybe they'll get an offer and they'll, they'll give him away. Sure. You know, maybe, maybe if I he saw, becomes no, a starter in Seattle. Yeah. If he becomes a starter Absolutely. in Seattle. I would say he's close to a quarterback one if he plays like he did in Baltimore. You know, can you imagine how? Oh, like, no question. You know, they're gonna run him into the ground. It's it's Pete Carroll. So yeah. So 
So um, yeah, I don't. I, but you know, it's a small sample size. But you know, I I bought into the hype with Tyrone. Oh, I'm, oh no, I was I was in from from the get go. Just listen to how again, like how they talk about him. Like they they feel generally as comfortable as they do with Lamar in there. That that says mm-hmm. a lot. But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to take your floor, man. You you have a you have an idea of what we're doing. I just uh, no, I, I, I'm like you. I've been enjoying. I've been anticipating the conversation. You know. Yeah. That is definitely a buy, and that is a deep sleeper buy. So just someone to be watching because as soon as he gets an opportunity, oh, right. yeah, you know, you want him. And, you you know, he's on waivers yeah. in most every league, even super flex league. Like, oh, see, that's know, true. He, he, that's was on, true. he was on our waivers. So, you know, Wait, if you have – What do we want to call him? Do we want to call him an honorary buy? Yeah. Kind I would honorable say, like, mention? If, you have, if you are in a super flex and you have two – starting quarterbacks and a third who might be a starter just give up on one of your low players or do a three for one trade or two for one trade and get a spot and take i would say take huntley because i think most people have jimmy g in super flex jimmy g is signed on in most leagues but um yeah i would say huntley is available in a lot and he's vastly underrated so just on yeah, the off chance, uh, because because Lamar Jackson, you know, he's a running quarterback. He got hurt last year. Right. There's no guarantee he doesn't get hurt this year. Like he might, you know. He... That's honestly, man. Like I feel, I would feel like if Lamar right now for me, he's not. You know, you kind of probably had a feeling that I was thinking this a little bit, but he's not exactly a hold for me necessarily. It's just mm-hmm. he's a guy that, like, I don't necessarily want to go and get him but if i have him i'm, I'm the same way pumped because it's yep. because it's lamar jackson yep. i'm like wow i have lamar like that's awesome that's the- exactly how i felt about derrick henry i'm like mm-hmm. i have derrick henry on my team that is yeah. extremely exciting and yeah. you're talking about possibly rb1 rb2 our mm-hmm. top five um no problem you know yeah. uh we know you know he's like christian mccaffrey like anytime they're in there we're talking about, you know, a buck 60, buck 70. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're just, these guys are just absolutely insane when they're healthy. And I, as far mm-hmm. as I'm aware, last year was a rare case for Derek uh, when, when he, where he was like not uh, healthy for like the vast majority of the year, right? He was yeah. kind of more but of a half year guy. Did you see his stats um, in, in eight no, weeks of play? Crazy. Tell me out. Help me out. Wasn't he averaging like a buck seventy on the ground or something like that? It was insane, and I think he was still the RB one in like week twelve or thirteen on the season. I believe it was like yeah. four or five weeks after he was injured. I kind of remember still, that. That's crazy. He was still. He he just went. He just went insane. He was getting touchdowns. He was getting everything. And yeah, it was at least three weeks after he was still the RB one. And yet, you I, know, I will chime in. I will chime in for RSO, you know, for reality sports online, for, for like dynasty stuff, because this is why we, we like this stuff because we can go do daily fantasy and go do Derek as long as he's around, you know, he's healthy. Like it's all good. It's no problem. You know, give me Derek, give me Mark Andrews, you know, give me AJ uh, Brown. Uh, I almost said AJ Green. Do you ever do that? I'm like AJ yeah. Green. He's still hot, right? Yeah, uh, like yeah. kind of, I guess. Like if you if you like, you know, veteran leaders. Um, but uh, so no, like give me these guys and it's fine. But mm-hmm. we're 
in these leagues, these dynasty leagues or dynasty plus leagues, if you will, you have to really think a little bit. And so I had Derek, I'll just, I'm a little quick tangent. I had Derek, you, you saw all this, of course, play out in the, in the league where, yeah, I mean, I'm glad I have him. But just like we said about Lamar, like we love to have these guys. We're just, we're just not sure about them because these guys, they're such risky uh, football Derek, uh, both of them, because of, you know, we don't use this in football. We use this term in basketball, right? But usage rate, usage rate, yeah, like yeah. their usage is just so risky. And so like they could literally win your league for you. If you got one or two of these guys, that's yeah. awesome. But I, I felt more comfortable uh, trading him when I did, because I'd rather get a guy, you know, who's more steady. And in my case, of course, as you know, um, the, the guy wanted a, uh, wanted a, a running back and he had Jamar chase up for grabs and I'm good to go, you know, but, yeah. um, but yeah, man. So for me, like, honestly, these guys, I guess what I'm saying is like, even though it, I, it doesn't feel right to say, but they're really in kind of a, a quasi like hold or sell category for me, just because they're so, they're just so risky and that's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. You know? Age is so important to your position in football. And like, yes, if I had to bet on someone to go till 31 as a dominant back, it would probably be Derrick Henry. But then again, you know, you don't know like how his body is going to age. A lot of it has to do with, it's tough to say this, but performance enhancing drugs slash genetics, like how he, how he's built, you know, and he might go yep. longer. He might, he might, uh, some running backs go shorter. And so, yeah, yep. there's a lot of risk like with that. And, you know, that's with anything. So, what are what is one of your buys? I'll let you start, and then I'll talk. I'll say if I agree. Okay, cool. Um, well, as you know, I just I just put together this little uh, this little article for for a daily fantasy um, crew. So um, I'll and I listen now. I want you to know, and not that you don't remember from this article I wrote for this daily fantasy uh, platform. Yeah. I took the stance of guys that you could buy low mm-hmm. and, you know, eventually maybe sell high. But yeah. um, so I'll give you, I'll just give you a random one. No one, no one's talking about him right now. So we're going to buy really low Carson Wentz. Yeah. Car- no, people don't even know that like Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. If he wouldn't have got hurt, he was like the guaranteed MVP of the league. Like, Does anybody respect that anymore? Like at no, all? No, no. It's like you get two years of bad, like bad, <laughs> and nobody respects it. And like, I don't know if anybody has heard. Has anybody heard like Colin Coward, like his stats, like comparing him to Josh Allen? I've I've watched Colin Coward, and I've I've heard him on on the radio a couple times. And you know, as far as touchdown passes, Carson Wentz was pretty close to Josh Allen, like. And he had less interceptions, and everybody talks about how great of a passer Josh Allen is, but somehow sure. because Carson Wentz made a few very pivotal mistakes in games, he did do that for the Colts. I think, right. you know, he made some very sure. Pivotal, you know, that's that's not. I wouldn't say that's the norm. So, if you right. take his season last year, it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't. It was. I not believe twenty-seven. 27 touchdowns and five interceptions. I was going to say, great, yeah, great ratio. I mean, are you kidding me? Come on. Five interceptions and 27. And now the thing is, 
something about Carson Wentz that I've that I've realized he he's never had great wide receivers. Last year he had Pittman, and what did Pittman do? He outperformed what everybody thought he was going to do. Pittman was a good person to have on your. Didn't what did he get? Like you know, one uh, k maybe eleven hundred maybe. Yeah, more? It was somewhere around there. Yeah, in his rookie season, and he was you know yeah. he was the main target. Well. But still, like yep. in in an offense with Jonathan Taylor, you know, the RB one right. of the whole year, he was you know he was he was still doing well. And um, who I did Carson Wentz, ever have in in Philly? Like, yeah, did he no ever one. have Deshaun? Was he still around? I don't. Whoever, no, they they had somebody. I don't remember who, but he was like an aging wide receiver that was crazy. Like he was not good, and like all he had really was Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. To throw to. And oh, that's right, two right, tight right. ends. That's two tight ends. Like right. you need a, you need and, a wide not, receiver if you're and not explosive. Stats. Yeah. They're they're yeah. you know that like they're, they're they, tight ends. What do you call they, they don't like run like short. wide receivers, you know. Absolutely. They like don't even have like Travis yeah. Kelsey or uh Kittle explosion, you know, yeah. just kind of basic, catch the ball, yeah. you know, fall down. And the, you know, yeah. even then they're I like they're good at they're they're built for blocking too. Like, you know. Pitts is basically putting another wide receiver at tight end, but they they Absolutely. weren't like, you know, they that. weren't necessarily that. Ertz was that for a little right. while, but you know he still blocks. I, I think by the I way that Ertz by is the, way, the Pitts, best blocker, but it doesn't make him another say, wide receiver. Isn't isn't Pitts running like a four three? By the way, oh, it's insane. I don't yeah. know what he's running, but it's yeah. I he's, I seriously, and I don't know how good the source was, but like I was watching some type of broadcast. No, it was NFL Top 100, and someone's oh, yeah. given uh, Pitts a shout out, and they're like, it was one of these players, and they're like, and they, it was like a corner or something like that, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, he runs a four three. I'm just like, dude, that's absolutely ridiculous, you know. That's yeah, yeah. That's a wide receiver. So yeah, Carson end body, and that's not just a wide receiver. That's like a, you know, first pick in the draft wide receiver in a tight end's body. So yeah, absolutely. I'm no, big on uh, it. you know it's. For sure, man. And honestly, the only reason I'm not so big on him is because he's what I call, you know, reach guys, right? Like, I don't know who you, like, I guess technically when you go into a draft or go into a season, you could just make a whole category of reach guys. Like, Pitts is a big reach guy, right? Yep. I'm not Um, big on redraft. I'm big on him simply because in reality sports online, not in our league, I'm not big on him in our league. But leagues that have been two or three years, you know, two or three years, he's in his rookie contract. So oh, in a right. lot of reality right. sports online leagues, if you have him, you don't want to give him away because he's on a you know seven right. to seven seven to nine million dollar contract for the next two like years total, right? Yeah, or like that, over yeah over the two years. Yeah, that's gonna that's, that's kind crazy. of my strategy in RSO is you know in in reality sports online rookie picks are so much more important because you can get, you know, you can get Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson in my league is on his last year of his rookie deal. That's and crazy. for the last, yeah. this is his third year. He's making 5.14 million in my league. That's crazy. Like, if you draft right. him, gonna possibly you be WR1. Yeah, yeah. You set yourself up for three years to, you know, just by drafting him, you have the chance to compete. <laughs> And that's, so, a risk. So this that's is, a risk you got to take in reality sports online, in my opinion. You got it. And it's the, the same way in NFL. They want guys on yep. rookie deals because they're so much cheaper. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm actually picking that up a little bit with um, not not as much necessarily rookies, but just guys that can play or maybe know a certain system. Like, because as you know, I'm a Raiders guy, and I, I see uh, I see this kind of patriot way as they're saying, like, kind of coming over, and like, so even amazingly, like, this is another story. So I'll get back to like Carson Wentz and why to me he's a he's a buy, and I think I've already given my reason, namely that you can oh, yeah. buy him low. And as we talked about, like he's he's proven to us, to a lot of people, the chatter is just yeah that he whatever loses like late games like Kyler Murray or something like that. But it's like I yeah I have like what does that matter in fantasy by the way? Yeah, I had Carson Wentz and the deals the the things people were proposing to me. I don't remember if you saw this in our group chat. I'm like, okay, (laughs) Carson Wentz in a in a three starting quarterback league. You go ahead and start a wide receiver one. He doesn't get as much points as Carson Wentz last year in a lesser offense. He would have been the wide receiver five. Like you can't win in a double super flex league, even if it's an eight team league, if you don't have three quarterbacks producing like, and people, I kind of had to explain. I'm like, no, I have four quarterbacks for a reason that are all starters because they're more valuable. Like, right. and like, even I traded for Baker and I'm happy. And it's because, you know, that uh, Baker can, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get really, okay, fine. I'm going to save. I feel like I got so many buys. What I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to give a couple honorable mention buy shout outs, but by mm-hmm. the way, you keep going on Baker, but I got to say for me, I think his stock is rising crazy because until oh, yeah. this Carolina thing happened, I think he's sitting there. He's fuming, right? He's just, mm-hmm. he's fumigating. He's like upset you- about this whole, this whole uh, situation in Cleveland mm-hmm. and watching, watching, <laughs> I mean, all respect to Deshaun Watson. I, I feel for him. He put himself in a situation. I'm glad to see yeah. some repentance in his press, press conferences yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. That's awesome. And then, so here he is. He's getting this guaranteed deal. He's what? He's uh, suspended 11 games, right? Um, Am I right? 12 games, I believe. Yep, 12 games. So he 12, it became 12. It was going to be 11. Yeah. Right. Oh, is so, it? Okay. Well, no, so, so then – No, you could, be, you could be spot on. I remember it was 11. They were talking about 12, but so – Yeah, yeah. I'm hardly watching. I didn't watching, hear about the appeal. Like, I knew he was appealing, but right. originally it was a 12. I remember that. Yeah. So like, and here's Baker, um, a proven winner, not a proven uh, absolute stud quarterback, but a legit proven um, quarterback that can make noise with your team, especially Cleveland, which I don't know. Cleveland's a dichotomous organization uh, in sports town all around, but still they're in the conversation right Mm now. Um, and actually they're not so much in the conversation right now in the AFC, especially with the Deshaun uh, suspension. Now, if Deshaun was healthy, they'd be in the conversation, Yeah. but nonetheless, so here's, he's just sitting there. And then the fact that Carolina made the move on him. Go ahead. We were, we were talking about Tyrone Huntley. What if Cleveland goes and gets Tyrone Huntley for those 12 games or something? Like what if somehow they get him? Is it it Tyrone or Tyler? Oh, it is Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, it's Tyler Huntley. Okay, no problem. Okay, yeah, it's Tyler Huntley. Like, um, 
Like, what if, what if Tyler Huntley goes and goes there, somehow they get him? Like, that's why you buy those those quarterbacks, those backup quarterbacks with high upside, you know, because, like, yeah. And no, you're right. You're right. You got and that's more lose. Yeah, that's true. That's not, that's not for, like, you know, an eight or ten team league. But, like, you get into the 14, 16 team leagues, yeah, you, you should have him. So, okay, so um, let's see. So we already did buy – uh, yeah, Carson Wentz. You were I mean, talking about, again, you were talking about Prince, Baker, and then you, you were talking about Cleveland. Well, I was just going to say, I think his stock is crazy because yeah. I know I'm like all over the place. So I, you're, you're getting me thinking about a lot of cool stuff. But, yeah, no, thank you for helping me out. So, no, Baker, Baker's neat because now here he is. He's on, uh, on the Carolina squad. By the way, shout out to Matt Rule because I live in Waco, Texas. Matt Rule used to coach the Baylor Bears. So he's out uh, still – you know, he's, he's still kind of a long shot right now. I mean, they're going to need to do some damage this year if they're not, you know, in all reality going to fire him, you know, basically. Which it's a is, learning you know, curve. The reality it is that, for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. But, Especially but um, you know, so he's – yeah, and, you know, he's going to have to produce this year. And, and honestly, he probably feels really good about having Baker. I, I feel for Sam Darnold because I think Sam has very slowly been ascending. I think if we just – pulled up his split sheet, I bet we could see that he's slowly, you know, inc- very slowly, incrementally improving. But I think Baker, man, I think Baker, like this, you know, coaches always talk about competition, how it makes guys better. You know, as you know, I'm a Raiders guy, Josh McDaniels talks about that. But I think Baker, man, I'm not going to, I'm not saying he's going to go off. I'm not saying he's going to be the starter all year and he's going to go for 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. But I think, I think if Baker, ends up playing out, uh, outplaying Darnold, um, gets the nod week one, which it seems like, tell me if I'm wrong, looks like he's going to be legit the starter. Yeah. I think if he plays the whole year, I think you're talking about a real chill 20. If I had to pick right now, I'd say if he had a nice season that I, I can see is like 25 and nine, you know, maybe like 39, yeah. 3,900 yards, what, or like 36, like what quarterback do you think he'll be like? Will he be right around the twentieth quarterback ahead of that, or behind? so with a year like that? That's a good question. Um, yeah. Oh man, what well, do you think? How I many know quarterbacks this. do you think are ahead of him if, if in, in average? Like, what would I would I would put him? You know, right now I think he's right around like low twenties quarterback, but I would put him in the high twenties or you know teens even. You look at so, like. If you know the thing is that people under I wanted to say this, but um, that undervalue is the personality of the person, like in right. sports. Especially, That's what people do about Carson Wentz. But don't they? They seem to overvalue Baker in that way. I've actually kind of become no. a supporter just simply because he. I feel for him that he's kind of you know he was yeah. kind of sitting but there watching all this stuff happen. Yeah, here's my point about Baker. Baker does better when he's trying to prove something or slight right. or slightly irritated or mad because I think right. you know, what people have seen and what it looks like in his personality is when he has incentive, he's always doing better. Like he's just, I've heard people say that. Where are they getting that from? Like, how do we even know that? Like it's the way his personality is. Like when you, you look at his like interviews in college and stuff, okay. when people were saying stuff about him, that's when he was at his okay. best. When he left Texas Tech and had to prove himself at Oklahoma, 
he was, you know, that was that was his best season. You, you know, he is he is a guy. I think, you know, I've I've studied psychology in in college. Like I was a social science major, and I just see it in yeah. his personality that he does better when, you know, he kind of has a chip or like you know something to make him want to do better. And like, absolutely, I, yeah, he's not he's not a Kobe mentality where he's just like so driven to be the best. You know, from what I've seen, he's kind of like he's he's a, ho- a Hollywood you know personality. Like he's getting all the deals. Like he's the State Farm guy. He's the you know he's kind of yeah, that. No, but, he, dude, but, he's, he really is, man. He's yeah. super Hollywood. Yeah, he's he's. Why good? did he go to he's USC? Acting. Was the package not good enough? But he could have easily gone to USC. If you've seen some of his quotes, you make him angry, and he will he will just do anything he can to prove you wrong. And I think this year I'll just say this. is revenge season on Cleveland. He wants to make Cleveland drop, regret. We're going to keep dropping some love for Baker. I just real quick, I looked at his stats. I did look at them the other day because he's just such an interesting guy right now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, now, he's, he's going to become a reach guy. Not a bad reach guy, but he's like in some of these leagues right now, like if you're drafting today, he's the kind of guy that's going to go about a round early. Maybe if you got some, some people that are obsessed with Baker or Carolina, mm-hmm. he's going to go about two or three rounds early like everybody else when yeah. people are obsessed, you know. Like uh, in our somebody. league, in Reality Sports Online, it's free agent auction bid. And in our league, like, he was, he was dead when we, when, we, when we were drafting. And he went sure. for like three and a half million. So some, no, of, the, some sure. of the contracts are really, you know, really good. It's, a, it's definitely varying on the league, so – just, just from the standpoint, I'll just uh, before you move on to the next point. Just from the standpoint of trajectory, I don't, just a little reminder: his first year, I'll just say sixty-four percent, thirty-seven hundred, two to one touchdown uh, ratio, ninety-four quarterback rating. Down year the next year, then he comes back, sixty-three percent, thirty-six hundred, twenty-six to eight touchdown to interception, ninety-six rating. Then down year the next year, and then here he is. Um, you know, ready to just take Carolina anywhere other than, you know, three and, you know, 14. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's a big boost for DJ Moore having him. I think he's going to rely on DJ Moore. Um, Absolutely. And I don't know if Tommy Tremble is, you know, going to produce in year two. He's there. He was their rookie tight end last year who showed. But, um, I like Tommy Chen, Tremble's athleticism, but I've learned the tight end position. You just never know. Like there are so many people like throughout the years that they've liked a guy because of his, his athleticism at tight end. And for whatever reason, they never really, you know, the OJ Howards, Evan Ingrams, like the, all those people who are supposed to be just even, you know, Nijoku, who's now they're betting on, but like he has underperformed compared to what he was supposed to be. And like, there's so Dude. many tight ends that I have bet bet the farm on that that I've gotten wrong. So I'm not going to go too into detail about Tommy Tremble. But hey, what's what's nice, one of your holds? What, what's one of the guys right now where you're like, I'm going to hold on to him for at least four weeks or like two to four weeks before I make a decision. What's the guy you're just a hold? You're not sure, or you think he's so undervalued that you should hold on to him until he gets his value back. Man, you're really you're really making me think. Um, yeah. Okay, so how about if you don't mind, I'm buying some time here. I got 
I have so many guys going through <laughs> yeah. my mind right now. Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. if you if you don't mind me buying a second, you give okay. me a hold. I'll do. I'll do mine. I'll do mine. Somebody who I would hold right now because personally, I don't think his value is going to get any lower, but his value could get a lot higher. In is like. Have you heard the reports okay. about Brees Hall saying Michael Carter is the bona fide starter because he had a better preseason? Really? I missed that. Nine carries in the preseason for 16 yards. And I'm like, okay, so well. Wait, here's yeah. my question. Are you saying hold on Brees Hall because you're like, wait a second, everybody. Like, yeah. sure, maybe Michael Carter starts like the first three or four weeks, but like Brees Hall – if he does anything nearly what people thought he was going to do as of about four weeks ago, he's yeah. going to just go ham bony out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think eventually Breesaw will either become a buy like, but if you have him on your team right now, you would be selling like, this is, you know, part of the RSO holds are people you'd be selling for too low who their likelihood they're going to go higher. You know, like you hold on to them because it's likely that this is like, the lowest value they'll have. And for me, Brees Hall, I just, you know, remember Jamar Chase last, last off season, everybody was saying, you know, Jamar Chase is having trouble catching the ball. He's not as good as he thought that we thought they were. And, uh, and then week one comes around and yep. Jamar Chase is pretty good. And he doesn't, (laughs) he doesn't get any more flack from everybody. And I think that's going to happen with Brees Hall because I don't know if you know this, but Brees Hall in his uh, in his comparison for all of his stats in the combine, he compared most similarly recently to Jonathan Taylor. He yeah he sure. was he was compared he was compared like for size, strength, everything you know all the all the time and Jonathan all the things who who by the way did not run a flashy forty Jonathan yeah yeah he he compared to Jonathan Taylor and it's like you know are you really going to sell him just because Michael Carter is going to get some of the carries at the start of the year? I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. So that I cannot do a better hold than that right now. I'll just give you not a random one, but one that for, I don't know. People don't seem to be talking about him right now, except for like, he's a guy that you'd like to talk about. So I'll be interested. I'll throw it out there. And I'd love to hear what you have to say about this guy. Cause I've been very unsure about this guy. Mm. who had a crazy year last year. I mean, uh, he had, you know, I don't like the word unicorn, but he had a unicorn year last year, James yeah. Conner. What do you think of – he's a hold for me right now. What do you think about James Conner? Um, you know, I – James Conner, you know, he was he was good in Pittsburgh, but um, and he was great last year as far as touchdowns. To factor in touchdown regression. And another thing I'm factoring in is – um, one of my, one of my people I'm really high on is Rondell Moore. And the reason I'm high on Rondell Moore is because the head coach has said Rondell Moore is going to get carries. He's not only going to be the wide receiver too, but they're going oh, to try to do like a, emulate, thing a little bit, huh? They're going to emulate wow. him into a Debo role. So I did not know that. It's why, yeah, it's why in most of my leagues, I'm desperately trying to get Rondell Moore from somebody <laughs> because Rondell Moore is potentially getting a Debo Samuel role, which, you know, maybe he will be wide receiver three in week eight when uh, 
when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, or you know, maybe there's an injury to right. Hopkins or um, Hollywood. You know, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown is not always um, healthy for most of his career. Right. So if you know, if he true, gets true. wide receiver two for the rest of the year and gets carries, it makes me a little nervous about about um, James Conner. But at the same time. You look last year, Debo got all those carries, but Elijah Mitchell was a stud. And uh, that right. was. I know you're a big Elijah guy. Yep. Yeah. He was the biggest, you know, he was probably the best. Him and Cordero Patterson were the best waiver wire people you could get last year. And um, so, yeah, he is a good hold. Right. But also, you know, I think there's a lot of people super high on him, too. You know, like, I think he's, he's getting up there in age, isn't he? He's, what is he, 28, 29? I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, you know, what for me, it? hold, hold because of, you know, definitely what you said, touchdown regression. I mean, what was it like? Help me out. Was it like 16 on the ground last year? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. Like, and he got, I'm, I'm pretty sure he comfortably hung out in that NFL top 100. He got a lot of love from the, from the players, the fellow players, but mm-hmm. um, that's just a year that, very difficult to duplicate. Do you remember like that that late year with Jerome Bettis, like late in his career? Yeah. Where he yeah. just like went off and like was like just rocking the end zone. Like yeah. it's just not typical. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. Like as much as we want it to be. Like we talk about, oh, he's gonna get goal line touches. Like when do guys really ever pan out in the end zone like that? Like almost never when we overhype them and like they're gonna get goal line touches. Like it's it's not not as often as we want it to be. It's not even close to 50%, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll say another running back who my hold is, like, I think if he's on your team, no matter the contract, keep him on for a couple weeks and then decide what to do with him. Because in the first two weeks, I can't remember who plays, but I know they're very they're very bad defenses. I, I Yeah, I, I looked it up, but I didn't write it down. But Gibson... Antonio Gibson is my guy. Like, don't so don't sell him right now. Hold him. Like, why would you, you know, why would you not bet on Antonio Gibson to impress the coaches when his rookie year, that he's in his third season, his rookie year, he was running back 10. His second year, he was running back for the season. And this year, like, all of a sudden, people are actually believing that he's going to be a non-factor in their offense because they drafted what was Brian Robinson, a third, fourth round. I think he was like a fourth round, wasn't he? Fourth round. He wasn't, he wasn't like a second round running back, which is where the best running backs go. And um, maybe Brian Robinson does start. Maybe it looks like, you know, when he gets back from his tragic, tragic injury, but um, right. he, he goes off and, you know, but don't trade him now. Find out, find out, wait two weeks. If he's doing well, maybe the coaches were just trying to punish him. You know, maybe he's got some discipline issues or something that the coaches didn't like. Like, that was my bet the whole time, actually, is that, oh, the coaches are, like, trying to scare him and trying to, like, say, you're not good enough. And, um, you know, I didn't believe the hype because there's so many times people believe things that coaches are saying and coaches are just, like, you know, doing their job basically you know like can can you answer something for me why is like and you know you know i dig me some 
some Antonio Gibson. I mean, for yeah. me now, he he's a buy. But why why is he a hold to you and not a buy? And I I, I get mm. I get your premise, but basically, can you differentiate the two? Well, I am scared of buying him because of Brian Robinson. I think. Okay, if, I see what you're saying. If that has validity, saying. yeah. If that has validity, he might not be a a long term option, which is what you want in you know RSO. You want you want a, a guy who can so, the whole season. Because I'm, you win and I'm lose loving in the what playoffs. you're saying. Yeah, you win and lose in the playoffs. I'm loving what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but Gibson first two weeks, you know, he's gonna be he's probably gonna be really good. And then we'll, you know, you can do your research, see what the coaches say, see how Brian yeah. Robinson is doing, and then you make a decision. And you know, he's a close buy. He's he could be a buy. You know, if you're if you're willing to bet on Gibson, you can buy him. But for me, I'm not selling him for what the market is going for him right now. Like he's oh, not even close. Like as you know, yeah. I told you like the other day, I I thought about a couple times throwing him on the block, but I didn't because I would have been extremely upset at the stupid trade requests, you know, trade offers I would have gotten yeah. for Antonio Gibson. I knew they were going to be terribly it's weak. No, I think what you're saying, what you're saying there is perfect. You're right. He's a hold till the cows come home. That's exactly what he is right now. Yeah, you're totally he's not, right. He's not, yeah, he's not, he's not a sell because he's going he's gonna to produce for your team. Right, and he's a risky buy. I think holds are just like they're kind of like buys, but they're risky buys. They have too much risk to really go all in on them. Holds are like more good like one. you know, good one. They're they're holds are buys that you just you're not sure about. So yeah, all right. I, I got a I got a buy for you. Okay, I got a buy for you because I I consider him very similar to your boy DeAndre Swift who. Some of the, you know, like you're, so I had a guy that was really into DeAndre Swift um, back in uh, back. California. Yeah. Three down back um, for a team that needs him to do a lot of things. So I'm going to give you a DeAndre Swift other kind of guy. I'm not saying he is DeAndre Swift. I'm just saying he's right there with him. I'm not going to say he's a poor man's either. I'm just going to say he's, to me, a very similar situation. Uh, David Montgomery, easy buy for me. What do you think about that? Uh, I I was right on board with you in May and June and July. And recently, I've been scared of him. And the reason Why? I'm scared, I've, you know, it's hype, but I've heard that it's a new coaching staff in Chicago. Okay. Right. So, yep. New coaching staff. And there's rumblings that they actually like Herbert because they like to throw the ball and Herbert is the better pass catcher. So they might potentially go into like a, you know, a little bit of a split where Herbert is catching passes and stuff. And there's just been some reports that Herbert is like, some people even think Herbert is going to be the starter. But before this, I was all in on David Montgomery. I was like, you know, he's a bell cow. Like you look at the last two years of his, Oh, just Matt Nagy. Touches all day. Giving like him the ball touches. every time. Like he got an insane amount of touches. And they're like, help me out. Over the last people. two years, would I be wrong to think that he's probably RB eight, nine, or ten as far as touches over the last two years? He's he, probably even higher. I would guess top five at least. Like you'd he say just top five. An insane yeah. amount of touches. And like right. And so yeah, 
if if he is their guy, he's definitely a buy. And right now, he's not a. Yeah, to me, more he's more of a hold or a sell because you like him on hold. Yeah, I'm just so scared of you know coaching staffs get their get their ideas and Montgomery. I don't think he's the greatest pass catcher. I don't have the the stats on it, but I've been. T- I honestly been don't even think he's the greatest runner. I just no. like his consistency. No, no, no. He's and he's but he is in a contract year, so you know he's he's going all out. But um, right. yeah. So is uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh yep. Jacobs. No, actually, I, I might just throw him in this conversation at some point. You you keep leading the conversation, but but yeah, no. I I like David Montgomery. I like. I get why you say hold. Um, I've heard know, other people, we to, a lot of people really like him. So that's, that's not unusual. Yeah, he is. Yeah. No, for sure. And I, the reason is because for whatever reason, like Carson Wentz or any of these guys, there becomes this narrative. And what we do is we get excited about certain guys. We get excited about, um, like, I'll give you a random guy. I'm not super excited about, and everybody's obsessed with him. And I understand why, cause he's really good. He's on a great offense or whatever. T Higgins, like, every for every t higgins you have type of player that even honestly like and you just early in the conversation we're talking about how hollywood brown came out of you know if you will nowhere last year and now now you're going to overhype him and he may not do nearly you know and i know another guy like in this conversation for you and i um you know you you and i are for whatever reason not a big cd lamb person because he's not really proven uh, early yet, like that he's the type of people were type of person we're saying he is. He kind of, yeah. honestly, he so reminds me of Des Bryant. He's got all these crazy tools, but like Des, help me out. Like, did yeah. De, how much did Des actually do with like how good he was? Like Tony yeah. Romo, yeah. I remember seeing couple, in a, a game film. I got to say, NFL films. Tony was like telling Des off, and he was like, "Des, you're the best guy in the field. You need to act like it." Like you're the best. Like he no. knew he was the best, but what did you know? So anyway, personality comes into play. Like he just right, you know, and so he was so for all these types of guys, chains. right? And by the way, I gotta say, Rapper. I love. I used to love watching Des Bryant. By the way, I just want to say that. But like for all these types of guys that we get obsessed about, there's David Montgomery, who's just quietly getting four yards of carry, just doing his thing. You know. Yeah. Well, you know. Maybe David Montgomery is this year's Leonard Fournette. You know, everybody oh, like, by some. the start of the year, nobody some. wanted Leonard Fournette, and by the end of the year, he was he was huge. Like you know, he, he his stock had rose. So you know, I I know a lot of analysts. I've heard a couple who still like him to be the bell cow, but yeah, a lot of analysts have said yeah, don't like him. But yeah, that's that's one that's yeah. really tricky for me because it I'm it totally you. depends on the it depends on coaching staff i guess you know for sure if the so coaching staff Joe, wants to where, be the bell cow like the old coaching staff he is definitely a buy in my opinion for sure and it's why it's where, why where are so we headed my leagues, man in so many of my leagues i actually have him right now so you know Absolutely. i draft early because i did but yeah i i've traded i i i actually signed him to a two-year contract in one of my leagues and um in one of my rso leagues and yeah, I've traded for him in other RSO leagues, so yeah. But you know, sure. so much I've been a little scared, but yeah. Okay, here's here's my last hold, and I know you'll agree with me on this. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a guy who has 
limitless potential for fantasy. Fantasy quarterback, we we don't know what he's going to be because he could be like, I don't know, like like a a Jalen Hurts runner. You probably already know who I'm talking about. But as far as oh, exactly. throwing, is as far as throwing, exactly. he could he could. You got this like guy in a hold. A, a great he's throw a hold for you. What? He's not a buy. He is. Oh, I see why. I know exactly. Okay. No, no, no. I get it. I get exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we obviously talked at length about him the other day. I'd so buy before him too. Anybody no, who's yeah. listening. Yeah, I'd so no, buy Before him anybody is listening. I'd buy I just him want to say. for anybody who wants to sell him. You know, I'd buy him for anybody He'd who's like him. putting him on right. the block, you know. I'd buy him for anyone. So but wait, it, he's a hold, but you would buy him from whoever wants to sell him. Please oh, explain yeah. that. If somebody oh, – this is <laughs> – this is advantage. This is like advantage for managers, especially because so many people have a low opinion of Trey Lance, but and that's what we're talking about. San Francisco QB Trey Lance. Dude, you if do people you, have a low opinion are, of him, yeah, everybody is saying like he, you know, some people recently that like Jimmy G is eventually going to start, and you know they're like because Jimmy G is there, people are getting scared right now. I would buy him. Like I would buy him. I actually, you know, it would take a lot for me to sell him, which it, you know, I did it in one league, but it took a lot. And um, for holds, what did you sell him for? Oh my goodness! I gave him Tyrone Huntley, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. It was a big oh, deal. Yeah. Um, it was Trey Lance, Tyrone Huntley, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, and oof, I think I had one other person in there, and he, he was wow. like. A throwaway, and I got Matt Ryan, DeAndre Swift, and oh, oh, I do so many trades, I can't, I can't remember all of it. But Matt Ryan, Wait, oh yeah, that, Baker Mayfield. Our I got, yeah, that was in our league. Matt Ryan, wow. DeAndre Swift, Baker Mayfield, and I think, yeah, I think I got a, someone else too. Or no, I no, I did four for three. Yeah, I did uh, a three for four. So I got two starting quarterbacks and. DeAndre Swift on a multi-year deal, which I really believe DeAndre Swift will be a top five running back this year. And I needed running back help. Wow. So that's For why sure. I traded Trey Lance. But beyond that, the only reason I did it is because I had three starting quarterbacks and not four. And, you know, I, I like to hoard quarterbacks and we could only have four in that league. So I, I wanted four starters. And uh, But sure. could it come back to bite me? Yes. Have I, have I done quarterback deals? that have come back to bite me absolutely i want i want to tell you in my rso league i was too you know when i first got in i i was too impatient and i realized that about myself you know be patient on the rookies because i actually um i traded joe burrow when he got his his knee injury you know a couple years ago and i thought i was getting for sure but I, I thought I was getting a haul, but I'd like to have Joe Burrow back in that league for sure. Hey, listen, and, uh, by the way, did you see that I'm not a big commercial guy? I actually do not watch commercials, but every I actually mute them too, and, like, I turn my phone down or whatever, seriously. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I every once in a while I do happen to see one. Did you see that commercial by The Athletic, like, about Joe Burrow? No, no, tell me about it. No, it's super amazing, basically, like, 
it's exactly what you did. Like you reacted like yeah. everybody else. Cause like when yeah. he got injured, there was just showing fans and showing headlines and like, Oh yeah, you know, we're down. It's another classic quarterback situation in Cincinnati. You know, it's just classic, mm-hmm. like Cincinnati, you know, losing town, everything like this. And then like, Oh, you know, QB returns from injury, right? Like the Cincinnati Gazette or whatever their yeah. paper's called. And then like, oh, yeah, fans are excited. And oh, hey, you know, and then, of course, you just like Joe Cool. He's just doing his thing like he did yeah. at LSU. Nothing different. Uh, got to say, got to say real quick, Timmy T, uh, Timmy Tebow had uh, predicted that Joe was going to get the dub uh, in the NCAA championship, which happened, of course. But anyway, um, Joe came back and the rest is history. But yeah, yeah, it was actually a really amazing commercial. Rare, rare, great commercial. Got to say. Yeah, yeah. Commercials like sports commercials just are better when they're inspiring. Don't you agree? Like when when you oh sure when you have a commercial and it gets like the hairs on the back of your head slash oh, yeah. forearms Please. up. That's that's the best kind of sports commercial for sure. That they're the no ones. Question. Obviously, it's hard to do that with some other things, but sports commercials, you can do that. And that, that, it no doubt about I'll it. have to look that up, but it sounds like that's one of them. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. So I've got, I've got some sells, but who would you sell right now because you think he's at his peak value and you have no clue if he's going to produce this year? So it could be, okay, it could so. be like a first or second round in redraft. You know, there, there's some of those. You already said. <laughs> Higgins, you would you would so listen. You're gonna. I completely agree with T Higgins. Like, you know, I appreciate that. How many times Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne were both wide receiver ones? Okay, they had Peyton Manning, and how many like people? That's what people are trying to say about T Higgins. Like, how many times has that happened since? I don't. Sure, and listen, like he played really well last year. I Mm -hmm. like like. I appreciate him. I just have a problem when people get all obsessed about a guy, like they jump on this bandwagon and it's like, dude, I'm not going to reach two rounds for a guy. Like I have better things to do. There's other players sitting there, you know? Um, Or, you know, in our case, of course we had an auction league, so it's not, you know, the reaching's different. It was like, yeah. You, and, <laughs> you, hey, you saw some of my contracts. I mean, dude, I'm paying yeah. like Darren Waller's like 25 million. Hey, listen, uh, and uh, Tyreek Hill, I got for 34. But there, mm-hmm. you know what I was doing. The reason why I did these guys is, I mean, granted they're studs, but mm-hmm. I did that because I didn't want to not get them. And plus, you know, when you get in those auction situations, you have to. Sometimes you have to reach because you need a certain player. I even saw you a couple of times getting up there in your dollar account, um, yeah. even though you had advised to me to particularly only go high on uh, quarterbacks. Funny that I had to go so high on Waller and um, Tyreek Hill. But meanwhile, my, my personal QB1, I'm, I'm going to save that person for a buy in a second, and, I'll, and I got them for like – you know, I don't even know, 15 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. but anyway, so, okay, so you're going to love this in the sense of you're going to just – you might laugh, but I had it prepared, a, a sell just to, to upset people. We're talking about the Bengals all day. You will, you will be a little surprised. Joe Mixon, what do you think about that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Let me that tell you why. Complete so, opposite of me. In redraft, I would take Joe Mixon, like, high. No, like, listen. So okay. listen, Joe Mixon, 
it's kind of like I'll put him right there with Lamar. You, you, you know where I'm at with the hype thing. Obviously, we agree about the whole hype concept. I like Joe Mixon in the sense of look at what he's doing. He's, he's proven. He's, he's banging around. He's just getting stats. He's, you know, he's on a proven team. Like, they are they're, – they're This is one we definitely disagree on. No, and that's fine, yeah. and that's fine. I got no problem no, with that. I, I'll take, you give your points, I'll give mine, so go ahead. No problem. So, listen, so we know why, why we like him. We like him because he's proven, because he's on the Bengals, because there's, in that way, there's nothing to dislike about him. Um, but but kind of like I mentioned about David Montgomery with this kind of I'm not saying he, like, never busts out for, like, a run sometimes, but come on. I mean, like, four yards a carry, like, it, 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 it can be sustainable, I guess, if you just simply do that year in, year out, as long as your organization is okay with that, which you just said about David, like, at some point, you know, maybe they're like, oh, I don't know, let's just give Herbert a shot. Like, you know, so, um, but Joe, I, I personally, for a guy that's, and he's a sell for me simply because I know that I can sell him and get value for him that like, I know he'll put up, he, he's a championship player. Like I'm looking at like fantasy pros right now. Okay. He's ninth overall. I understand because he's, he's, you know, what we call in basketball, right? He's buckets. So he's, yeah. he's buckets. Like if we're talking basketball terms, but, but at the same time, he's so highly valued right now and I'm looking at his you know stats and one thing I've just kind of had in the back of my mind about a guy who's so hyped dude he his his average on the ground per year 3.6 and then 4.1 and I actually think I don't I don't even know he might have gone down last year but I looked it up earlier so 3.6 and 4.1 that that bothers me a little bit and if if I'm like right at all about my intuition, I, and I, you always want to see a guy succeed, you know, but I, it may be like, to me, again, I'll just leave it. We'll call it intuition, but I, it just for how hype he is out there. People just are big on Joe Mixon right now. And I understand why, again, I get, I get that, but I think I, I would be totally cool selling him for an interesting player um, now I got to say this. Let me just put it this way. Well, if, you got about what you could get for him right now. You could get a 2023 first and plus a solid player probably, which, you know, right. So that's where, that's where I'm at is I like him. I just don't have him where other people have him. That's you why he's a sell for me. Value. I can get, yeah. What's that? Yeah, exactly. You think he's at max value right now, which is, you know, when you want to sell that, when you want to sell, like all these people, you want to sell. And, and what you said, thank you for supporting my point. I, I'm not saying you have to agree with me, but you're, you're saying it for me. He's definitely at max value. He's, when is he going to be more valuable than what he is right now? He's 24, 25. I think he's 24. No, and, he's, I think he's the same age as Delvin. He's uh, Delvin Cook. He oh, really? 27? So I think he's 25, almost 26. That's, okay, fair. But in any event, so we know regardless, I mean, whatever age he is, Mm-hmm. He's 26. You said it. So yeah. we know regardless, 26, 25, whatever he is, and he's 26, of course, 
this is max value. There is no other, like he's not a wide receiver who's, you know, can go well into age 33, 34 and tear it up. Like, this is it. This is Joe Mixon time. So mm-hmm. I got no problem selling him only because I can get – so, like, for me, I'm, like, I'm looking at him, again, on Fantasy Pros, he's, he's ranked nine. I don't remember what I put him in my overall, but I'll just say, for me, I might have ranked him hilariously, like, obviously lower than, you know, in your mind, but, like, I'll just say, like, let's just say he was 20 for me or 18. So I know, for me, I can get a guy right around where I actually have – like a guy ranked at in in place of Joe Mixon, and like you said, like maybe maybe a first or like a, a couple seconds or or something like that or a future first. I mean, so that's just where I'm at. So I like him, but I just you know the value thing for me with yep. Joe. It makes sense, but um for me with Joe Mixon, if you're winning this year, I think this is going to be Joe Mixon's. Okay, but, and oh, you think reason- so? that the reason i think that is because now like jamar chase and t higgins are going to be like targeted by the defense they don't want them open you're right that leaves that leaves space for Mixon. and also what was the problem last year and the problem all the time with Mixon was their offensive line was horrible and like they've always had a horrible offensive that's true well, Mixon has been there, and if, you know, it's a big if, but if their draft picks actually come through and they, uh, they, they because they, they address the line, I think, oh, I think they draft okay. two or three linemen. Which, which does raise the sack of Mixon, I get you. Yep, yep. And so they, they, they are looking at a drastically improved offensive line and, Good one. and an offense where you cannot stack the box. So Good one. I, for the season alone, yes, Joe Mixon, I think he's going to be a good player. But like you said, like think of how much value you could get for Joe Mixon. And if you're not going to win this year, you shouldn't keep Joe Mixon. So there's there's two ways. Like my my advice essentially is to win. We could do a whole nother, you know, huge episode on, you know, uh, going for the future but my advice is for winning now and for winning now i think mixon is going to be an rb1 this year but one of my cells christian mccaffrey like oh and that's, a, and think, that's a good one like yeah that's an i don't easy even one. think you can sell christian mccaffrey in a lot of le- in, in a lot of reality sports online leagues because like two or three years ago when he was getting his contract people were signing him for like 40 to 45 million like oh sure it's insane what he went for at his height height value and no one knew that was the time to sell him but like now like i would just dumpster fire i would take what i can get for him once he's you know maybe wait two weeks and he'll get whatever 30 points but the way he (laughs) runs the way he runs he's he's just too little he's not derrick henry size he's too little to run the way he runs and he hasn't changed it since wow. he's got the league. And I think, you know, he's probably going to get injured at some point. And that that's similar. Man, that's you know, tough. What I hate about fantasy analysts in general is they purposely don't factor in any injury risk. I don't know if you know that, but no, like, and you have to No, all the, you, all the, you yeah, have- it's the dumbest thing fantasy analysts do. They don't say like, well, I'd say, you know, 
20% chance he gets injured, so I'll make him a third rounder. No, no. Every year, Delvin Cook, you know, is a top five running back, despite him averaging like, I don't know, what does he have, 12, 13 games a year, and he's usually hurt at the end of the season. Like, you can't, you cannot um, not knock a player for his injuries. I mean, if you're a GM, you, you don't give the big contract to the person who's constantly getting hurt. You make them prove Absolutely. it, or you know, or uh, no you, question, you gotta prove it as a as a person. And I would say get rid of him. if you have him on forty million, uh, you can keep him because no one's gonna trade him. But if you have him on less, if, like for instance, our league started our league started this year. He's fifteen and a half million. You know, you can keep him, but I don't think you're gonna be using him in the playoffs. I I just I don't think he's gonna yeah, be no, it's a and that, that's, you know, a great, that's a great great point. It, and and about Dalvin Cook, by the way, too. I, I super agree with that, and I yeah. definitely factored that in with both of those guys. It's the likelihood. Christian I had on my board, like, so reluctantly, like, anywhere. Like, I had guys like him and Saquon Barkley. Like, Christian I actually had really high. Like, I had a maybe six or seven RB, but because of the injury – uh, Saquon, I had all the way down on like 20. Saquon, yeah. interestingly, is actually becoming, to me, w- looking at the way he is this year, depending on your league and how people value him, you could, only, you could honestly almost buy him right now. But, yeah. but uh, no, totally, man. I'm, I'm super with you. Big on uh, injury yeah. stuff. Um, it's, it's funny yeah, you brought up Saquon time. because I, I am starting to believe in Saquon just because, you know, Look at his build. Like, he is a strong, big, gigantic, not quite Derrick Henry, but like, you know, he, he's a Derrick type. So, if he, if he, right. oh, the problem is he's, he's at the Giants, but according to reports, they have, you know, an improved offensive line. They have, they have some things that could make him an RB1. But, you know, if yeah. I, if I were going to choose right now, between a McCaffrey contract in Reality Sports Online, an average McCaffrey contract, or you know, I suppose a lot of Saquons are big too. But I would t- I would ride with Saquon over McCaffrey, even though you know. Me too. Because me too. Like I like I said, I, I, it's all yeah. about it's all about competing and the likelihood that your running back is there in the playoffs. Because you know you have to have you have, like last year I won the championship, but I had. Six running backs in the in the in one of my leagues. Uh, I won the championship, and I was in the the quarter or the yeah the semifinals. Six of my running backs were hurt, and I had to trade for a running back. This is why I allow trades during playoffs because it it can benefit oh, cool. um, for me for my the reason I do it is it can benefit um, the lower teams and it makes more competitive. Like you can say like oh I'm in, they're in the playoffs. And uh, I'm not, so I'm going to give them this one-year deal, see if they'll take it for a second and a third, which that league has third round. So, And it's like, you know, if if a guy is willing to do that, uh, mortgage his future for essentially the championship, I, I, don't, I don't say he can't, you know. That's part of general managing. That's part of doing things. That's the, you know, that's right. the Antonio Brown contracts that Tampa Bay was doing, you know, like, that's the everybody right. coming back or whatever. You know, you can do that. And I think that's that way in our league. In the heart in our hardcore league, I, I let a lot of people tell me 
or like vote on what it wanted because I didn't want to like tick anyone off and I wanted it to be more of a democracy because like you know right. I feel like a lot of people in that league know what they're doing but yeah sure. it's running backs with all running backs you have to say okay what is the likelihood that he's going to be there when I need him in the playoffs and I think that's what makes especially in Superflex that's what makes some of these these high profile running backs not nearly as valuable as the top fantasy analysts rank them because the likelihood that McCaffrey, the way he like tries to run over people and just be so aggressive, the likelihood that he's in the playoffs, man, what would you say? Like a one in four chance that in my opinion, that he is actually healthy for weeks 14 through 17. That's partly why I, uh, I traded Henry because he's coming off a year where he played about half the year and his age and everything like that. And to your point, he, he could easily push through and just crush the next two years and take over the NFL and, and do the old spice commercial where he like keeps running like forever. I understand (laughs) that, but but at the same time, but at the same time, it it can only last so long. And so give me Jamar chase on that trade. No problem. You know, especially in football, like other sports, you know, you can go a lot longer, but football, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a young man's game and it's a athletic, you know, athletically you have to be just, you know, you have to be superior and it, 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 it and it has to work out though where for you're you. at your like, best. You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a window where you're at your best. And then when the window is over, you're done. Like, you know, for mo- majority of players, like you go for a 180. and like, with your point, could, could this be the year for Mixon to trade? Absolutely. Because, even when I say max value trading, like 2019, I think it was, the, the dynasty wide receiver one was Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, That's crazy. I was just hearing his stats on the Spot Track podcast. He's crazy. Yeah, Juju was on in Reality Sports Online. So imagine if you had a rookie contract of Juju. Imagine what you could have. You probably could have got two firsts and a wide receiver one at least. For Juju, crazy. So like, crazy. you have to you have to factor that in and hey, and get Max. I gotta out say, so- Juju, stock rising right now for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. man, like, and I don't know. I was a little late on the train. Like when I was looking oh. at like going in this year and all the signings and stuff. I was. I forget when our draft was, and I forget when Juju actually got signed to the Chiefs. Did he get signed to the Chiefs after our draft? <sighs> I uh, I think I, I think, think it was so. right I'm not sure. Draft. I don't know but if it was after. Case, I, think, I think he had already signed, but it was only a few days before our draft. And that's for strategically, sure. Strategically, I put our draft as early as I could, but after like most of the free agents were signed. So I would assume that he for was sure. already signed. So there Fair was just a, well for whatever reason I'm just who were holding out that weren't uh, weren't signed at that point. I'm just going to make him a little, a little, little honorable mention really quick. He's, he's a guy that, like you said, I mean, I, I didn't even realize. So you, so you remember, I jumped into this league with you because of getting the practice of getting some of these reps and uh, mm-hmm. testing my mind a little bit. As you know, we're both like basketball guys and mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch the NFL. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm definitely Raiders all day. Like I, I watch their press conferences, all that stuff. 
but I'm definitely like working my way back into the fantasy world and all that stuff. And so there's a lot, you know, I'm still learning, but for Juju, man, like for a guy that is now help me out. I mean, is he not going to be wide receiver one in KC all day long? Uh, and so I'm not saying he's the number one pass catcher, um, Kelsey, obviously, but, yeah. but for him to be a sidekick with Patrick Mahomes and Juju's been a dude before, that's pretty dangerous stuff, man. He, he could have a gigantic year. He could, he could go for an easy 1,200 oh, yeah. easy yeah. if he wants to. Yeah. The thing you got to equate is, is was it his system? Was it Antonio Brown being near him? So many questions in Kansas City. Do we know the answers? No. But my my likelihood is, yeah, Juju comes out as wide receiver one and could be a value. But, you know, I I just don't know. And it's the same with Green Bay. Like, who's going to step up and be wide receiver one? There's four guys there who could potentially do it. But who's going to be it? Like, my bet is on Lazard or Alan Lazard because um, Aaron Rodgers is comfortable with him. But could Christian Watson put it all together and be great? Yes. Could even even like Romeo Dubs, like could, people are saying Romeo Dubs will be the wide receiver one. And that's like, yeah. that's what I look, I look at that. There's, it's good to take a gamble on a, on a low, low priced wide receiver like that in reality sports online, in my opinion. And, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Absolutely but another, right. you know, another one, the reason that's caused me doubt in Juju is I've heard Patrick Mahomes specifically say, how great Miko Hardman looks and how great okay. Miko is doing in camp. I don't know. You know, John Lynch was talking about Trey Sermon and how great he was right before they cut him. So, you know, wow. but this is coming from no the kidding. quarterback, not the general manager. So it's a little quarterback more, who, a little more quarterback, but the quarterback who is, who's young, young Shaquille O'Neal and has pull with ownership. They're going to listen yeah. to him because if yeah. you don't listen to him in this league, he will go somewhere else and yeah. make them a championship team. So he was, he was talking yeah. about he was talking up Miko Hardman, saying like he's going to be great this year. But another For thing sure. about Miko Hardman is he gets injured a lot. The way he plays, he could get injured. Yeah. Nobody touching him. So you know, the risk, you know, but he's he's pretty cheap too. So I would say Juju, I was going to say guys like Miko. him. To your point, guys like him that are low, mm-hmm. just. To me, for the most part, you just grab him because cause if you get him, you know, half the year or 10 games or, mm-hmm. you know, in the 17-game season, 11-12, I mean, no problem. They go off for a couple games. Hopefully you start and sit the right guys and yeah, uh, yeah. no problem. Like with Patrick Mahomes, no problem. Easy money. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luke, I think yeah, that's so Joe, I was point. just saying that uh, – go ahead. Go ahead. No, what, no. What's I think that's an interesting point, what you said. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes and the quarterback. Could you could you explain, like, like why the quarterback plays into your thoughts? About well, here, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. So, I was actually going to kind of say this earlier, but look, like, so here – okay, I got, I got Robert uh, Tunyon on my team, okay, just sitting, just riding the pine as kind of a low – low totem pole tight end. But the reason is because what we were saying about, like, you're talking about buying, buying guys low, like uh, you were just telling me, like, off the air for a second, like about Hardman, like Mahomes digging Hardman over there in KC. Like, 
you can't you can't lose when you have such a proven passer like a Rodgers or a Mahomes like uh, Rodgers. You do not know if it's going to be Lazard or it's going to be like Watkins or one of these guys. You don't know who's going to go off. Somebody's going to go off and get these touches. I personally like Tunyon because because uh, he was he was the most he was the one out there in the pass catching corpse that's proven to at least have done somewhat consistent damage. I really, really, really like Lazard. I really wanted Lazard. I didn't get Lazard, so I settled for Tunyon. Uh, but the reason, of course, is because you had a, a proven passer, and you can get any of the guys you want with no, no risk, basically. Yeah, and most people don't know this, but two years ago, you know, everybody said he was going to regress to the mean last year, but yeah, he got injured, so he didn't really regress. We don't know what would have happened. But two years ago, he was a top five tight end and had double – didn't he have double-digit t- touchdowns? I'm pretty sure he had double-digit touchdowns as a tight end. Like, be right. that's insane. You like, be right. you know, right. and that's because Rodgers, he was a big target near the red zone, and Rodgers put it right to him, right where he needed to. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's definitely a factor. And, like, when you throw a dart throw, you know, you want to do it on a quarterback, like, that's proven an all-time great versus a quarterback, like, I mean, I think we should touch on this briefly. Jalen Hurts, he hasn't proven he can pass yet, and everybody's so high on A.J. Brown. And I, I don't get it because how does A.J. – or I guess how does A.J. get better and not worse – you know, wh- how does he not get worse with without Tannehill versus Hurts? And the only way Absolutely. is Hurts improves his passing dramatically. Or, yeah. or changes, like, working within the scheme, and they're just mm-hmm. going to, like, go yeah. just get A.J. Brown the ball, like, quick yeah. and crazy. Yeah, yep. so, they could do that, yeah. Which could happen. Yeah, yeah. They got to they gotta, they gotta cater to Hurts' skills, essentially. And they have to Absolutely. they have to be able to do something where he can get it in the vicinity. And that I guess that's how people justify taking AJ Brown as a wide receiver. And one. you can, and he's justifiable yeah. because he's so yeah. good and hurts. So is definitely not bad. Yeah. And so, and if they get in the end, uh, the red zone between Hurts and Brown, any uh, fantasy owner, let alone the actual Eagles, would feel very good about that situation. It's just a matter of. Right, like you said, even regarding Tannehill, is Hurts going to get Brown the ball? Um, he should, and he can, but uh, you'd like to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So let's just wrap this up. We've been talking for a long time. Um, we've got, I've got a couple more buys we can talk about. We've been talking in depth. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. But my biggest buys, we're just, gonna, I'm just going to say, like rookies to me, before they get, they get, they get out on the field. And you can buy them, and you've seen, like, you've seen proven, you know, they're going to be good for a few years. Actually, quickly, I think Damian Pierce will have a good season this season, but he could potentially be a Michael Carter with the 2023 draft class because he might get, like, you know, another running back there next year. Like, Houston is probably going to be doing some, uh, some, skills they're always looking for skill players because they don't have the best skill players and i wouldn't be surprised if they get a running back 
superior to Damon Pierce next year. So long-term, I don't like him, but this year, you know, take him, use him and flip him at the end of the year is my opinion on him. But for sure, Pickens, George Pickens, like this guy is insane. What he's been doing, not only in the preseason, but people don't know this in college when he was healthy, he was amazing. He has plenty of highlight real catches and like, I knew about him early because I know a Georgia fan who uh, told me all about Pickens. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, Pickens is going to be the wide receiver one this year for the rookies. And I'm like, really? Whoa, like that's bold. But you look at him, he's impressing. He's got a low contract in RSO in any league. Right. He's not the the first five picks unless you had a very recent rookie draft. But – um. Pickens and Jahan Dotson, I would buy. Jahan Dotson has been impressing people. Um, he had talent, you know. He was a, he was a top pick, but to be a wide receiver too to somebody like Terry McLaurin, and again, your buy Carson Wentz, who has the most tools he's ever had. I mean, Carson Wentz, if he's gonna succeed, he's gonna succeed this year, is my opinion. Dude, he might go off, man. Honestly, yeah. man, he might go off. Exactly. Look what he did last year. He barely got to throw the ball, and he had 27 touchdowns. Like, Dude, how, do you not, how do you not expect more than last year for Carson Wentz? I don't understand. He's yeah, not even that old. This could be, this could be a real – you don't see, like, that deal – or, you know, I don't remember the, the actual deal. Like, what was he traded for a second? I have no idea. But, like, what yeah. the actual deal was, the Colts dealing him, like, they may very well – regret the actual dealing of him only if your guy, Matty Ice, I like Matty Ice too, of course, who doesn't? Yep. But, but like, as if Matty Ice is serviceable, they're fine. They're happy. Yep. Yep. But the actual just getting rid of a guy who could very well still be just kind of reascending in his still relatively young career, it's just absolutely crazy to me that they yep. just gave up on one year. But anyway, whatever. They have Matt Ryan. They're happy. So it's fine. Yeah, he's what it, Wentz is right around, I think, 30 years old, 31, somewhere around there. Sure, I mean, and Matty right, Ice 30, is what? Like, I think Matty Ice is 39. Like, in two right. years from now, if Carson Wentz is producing, I don't think in two years, you know, after two years, hey, I guarantee listen. Ryan probably isn't going to be playing. Like, he's, you know, Dude, no, I don't think that deal you, made sense for them. Basically, what you're saying is Matt Ryan – Honestly, the way the NFL works in these competitive teams, mm-hmm. you're, I'm pretty sure you're saying either Matt Ryan is going to get you in the Super Bowl or win it, or he's going to get you second round or championship game in yeah. the postseason. And that's yeah. a bold statement. I'm not saying he won't do it. He's got it all day in the back. But, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't feel like Wentz cannot do that. Uh, the issue yeah. is, I guess, would Wentz do that in the AFC? And that's actually a legitimate question. I think, he, of course, he could. We both like Wentz, but whatever. So we're going off again. But, yeah. um, I don't even remember what I haven't done as far as buy, hold, sell. Do you remember yeah. at all, like, what I have No, we, did, we just kind of said them. We, we had them. They're in there if you want to listen. But, uh, yeah, we have George Pickens and Jahan Dotson. And Jahan Dotson has looked good. Like, uh, every every report from camp before even preseason was that, like, he is he's impressing. I saw a few videos of him making like just insane catches against the defense and getting like, you know, just a lot of yards. So I like Dotson, I guess most of the, 
of the of the commanders offense we we like we think they're 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 sleepers right now they're not rated high but they're definitely sleepers you can yeah. buy these guys about all of them. and they could they could really return to bless you like legit, yeah for absolutely sure. even logan thomas logan thomas has shown flashes logan thomas he's, a, he's I, hey, a tight end one i really like logan i also like logan thomas because of the connection that you mentioned a minute ago you know, that Carson Wentz had with these, these old Eagles uh, yeah. back in the day. Um, Logan Tom's big-time sleeper for me right now. Very yep. late, late, late sleeper and or free agent if you just want to yeah. snag him really quick. I yeah. think he's just sitting in our free agency right yeah, now. Yeah, just do, just do um, a three-for-one trade. I love, you know, what I love to do in trades is give a guy, like, five guys for three guys. And I get three really good players, and he gets five guys. But then he has to drop two players, and I already have two players on the waivers that I am excited about slash want. So it's not, you know, it's not a three for five. It's a five for five every time. He just doesn't dude. doesn't see those on the waiver wire. So yeah, dude, for sure. And I I did a I did a two for or or for one or a three for two yeah. or whatever earlier yeah. this off season to go snag a uh, homeboy Geno Smith on the waiver wire because mm-hmm. I I'm like sitting there and I'm like why is he not picked up which of course this is rare this is rare yeah. in a competitive league mm-hmm. that people are like sleeping at the wheel and not yeah. picking up this guy this was well before he was like officially known as the starter but I like to read on the internet I like to read local reports so like Antonio Gibson like Local reports for Washington are not saying outrightly at all that he's the RB2 well before this Brian Robinson issue. They're not saying that. They're saying saying how how much of a teammate he's been when Ron Rivera has been talking about him uh, possibly doing some special teams. The media took took everything and took the preseason as, oh, look at this, just like they did with Jack – Josh Jacobs, he ran like five, you know, five rushes for like, you know, 25 yards or something, the very, the Hall of Fame game. And so then everybody started saying, oh man, why is Josh Jacobs running the ball? They must be like trying to, I don't know, get rid of him or something like that. And then because the other guys were running well too. And it's just like, just stupid stuff that makes no sense when really Josh Jacobs is another one of these classic guys, like all these guys we're talking about, these guys that have been in the league for two or three years, been running the ball, they're getting about four yards a carry or a little more, workhorses. And Josh Jacobs is like Baker Mayfield. He's angry. He's going to go off this year. They didn't pick up his extension. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they might not keep him because of the whole Patriots thing with the, keeping the, uh, you know, going for the cheap running backs, which the Raiders yeah. might end up doing, and that's fine. But as far as like a sleeper, Josh Jacobs is another guy for sure. Yeah, yeah. And um just in general I don't know. It's just so hard to, to you know, you got to look. You got to look and see what's really happening and get those beat writers and get those people who are at the camps and you know because there's so right. much there's so much that sensationalism and so much of that stuff I go off on that. And then uh Absolutely. Quickly, this is one of my buys because I feel like he's so underrated and this is, this is our last one we're going to talk about. And then we're going to, then we're going to uh, just call it a day, Packages. but yep. Mac Jones, Mac Jones, 
you I look really at like, like what his contracts are, he's a second year quarterback and people are acting like he's going to get significantly worse than he did last year. I'm like, what's the likelihood of a rookie year getting worse? It doesn't happen very often. And especially that with and, him. That and what an outstanding rookie year. Outstanding. Yeah. He was Dude, the he best the quarterback from that, from that, from that draft class in his rookie year. Help me out, though. Help me out. Wasn't he by far the best quarterback from that class? I think class? He, was, he was quarterback 17 or 16. Uh, on the year, which you know, in a rookie year, that's amazing. And oh man, oh Zach Wilson wasn't close to that. Um, Trevor Lawrence, dude, not even, not even close. No, dude, not I think, even. I think close. the closest was, yeah, was Trevor Lawrence, and he was like twenty four or twenty three. And hey, listen, and I really going into this off season, like I had personally, and maybe this is an easy one, and maybe I'm a rare one. I'm, I don't know, but I, but I had, I did. I had Trevor Lawrence ahead of Mac Jones in my ratings. Now, as yep. I told you, I lost. I don't know what I was thinking. I, I think I deleted all my ratings because I wanted to go into the, this year fresh and then kind of like redo it later or something like that. Mm-hmm. Good for me. But, but I had Trevor Lawrence from my memory. I think I ranked him about QB 15 or 16. I think I had Mac about two spots behind. I, yeah. but and maybe that's an easy rating, like good for me. Yeah. Like I rated Mac Jones somewhere in the middle, which which he should be kind of middle or middle late. But yeah. no, man, Mac Jones, big, big sleeper, big potential. Um, by the way, yeah, sure, Josh McDaniels is not there, but Bill Belichick, look at what these guys have done with uh, with old Brady and then Mac on a rookie year. I mean, I don't know yeah. what Tom Brady did his rookie year when he stepped in for old uh, old Drew Bledsoe, but. Man, I mean, proven. Like he might go off this year. He might. Yeah, uh, yeah. He might. He might eclipse thirty touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not easily, but, but he might do yeah, kind of I like a Justin Herbert rookie year. Nobody, nobody really respects him the way they should. And w- you know, okay. I would even say Trevor Lawrence. It's likely that Trevor Lawrence. You know, Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season, so we can't we sure. can't sleep on Trevor Lawrence because Trevor right. Lawrence still could be that generational talent. Especially with all that was happening in Jacksonville, could be, yeah, could be. with all yep. that, with yep. all that was happening in Jacksonville and the lack of just resources he had, slash coaching, I think it all affected him, you know. And and, so, and by the way, I find them extra. I just want to say I find them extremely interested. Just stop me when you just run away. But I like the Jags this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I I like. Um, you know, I, I, I love Zay Jones, great competitor, uh, you know, with the Raiders last year, um, really stepped yep. in when Waller got injured. Everyone talks about Renfro, but Zay Jones was kind of the, the, uh, oh, the yeah. quiet. I, I saw him in the playoffs. Ex- yeah. Yes, man. Um, and, uh, but no, man. Um, and then the Jags uh, have, uh, you know, Evan Ingram, who, let's be real, has been a real, certainly a fantasy disappointment as a tight end, but surely they got to be excited about him because you need to have somebody that, that Trevor can throw the ball to in the short term. And um, I think they have – help me out. Who's, who's another, like, wide out they got? They got a couple of interesting guys. But I, I they think they're going to be some they really neat Christian football. Kirk. They, they literally Kirk. take the market on the contracts with, with and, Christian Kirk. But um, they've also got they, Zay hey, Jones. Listen. Yep. And, um, yep. yeah. But really, what I'm, I'm higher on Zay Jones than I am on Christian Kirk. Like, I'm much higher on Zay Jones as well, but 
And I used to be really, really into Christian Kirk. I had him, I think, last year in fantasy, and he definitely did not quite do for me what I was looking for. It was one of the last two years, or I'll just say last year. But And I, I've always liked him uh, because I, I was kind of watching – uh, I was watching all the all-access stuff for the Cardinals uh, back in the day. Um, but And that's how I got in it, Chris and Kurt. But I will say that, uh, you know, Chris, the, the reason why I don't mind the contract they did is because you have – it's like getting linemen for a quarterback. It's like mm-hmm. – especially if it's Trevor Lawrence. It's like, dude, you're investing, like, your whole organization in this guy. Whatever, o- overpay for a receiver. Do whatever you yeah. need to do. Just give the guy the players. Like, it's not even a yeah. question, you know. Yeah. Because really, who, what star really wants to go to Jacksonville right now? Like, they have, they have sure. to overpay a little to get someone to go to Jacksonville. And, you know, they have to, and they have to get, you know, they have to get smart drafting and whatever else. But to huh. get this season, to get a player to Jacksonville, you know, they, uh, a skill player, they, they had to overpay, you know. Question, quick question. Do you think A.J. Brown was suited at all by the, um, by the Jags, and the Jags just missed it? Or do you think that was never a thing and he was headed to Philly all day? Because that would have been a great player to go over there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, you know, we can't or really just know maybe certain, too much money. If I, was, yeah. if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars and I found out that A.J. Brown was getting traded, I would have tried because the goal of the goal of a franchise, well, the problem is this is the goal of, you know, fantasy sports, but the goal of franchises, some of it is just to be good enough to sell enough tickets. And it's sad when, when, uh, places that people are going to, the owners only care about the bottom line and they don't care about winning. But I like for, for most people, it's about winning, especially coaches and stuff. And yeah, AJ Brown to Trevor Lawrence, who the hype, for Trevor Lawrence would have gone through the window and the hype so, for AJ Brown would have gone just out, out of the sky. Like, you know, so, so I got to say, I'll let you take us out, but I got to say, I looked up old, old Mac Jones to check out his rookie year. But uh, by the way, did you know his name is Michael McCorkle Jones? So we're going to have to not call, cause they call him Mac obviously because of McCorkle. Yeah. I realized that, but uh I'm going to have to call him Michael McCorkle Jones. You can't call him Mac Jones anymore. You got to. <laughs> That's a great name. That's a great Isn't name. Awesome? Michael McCorkle. Like his middle name is yeah. McCorkle. Yeah. Like McCorkle. How awesome is that? Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Beautiful. I did not know that. No. Yeah. Seriously. I just know him as Mac. See, this is why we listen to the, the RSO Joe podcast instead of like, watch good morning football. Like, are you kidding me? Like, dude, they have, <laughs> Their crew of behind-the-scenes people looking up these stats, and nobody came up with this. Like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing over there? And then like, it, it just depends <laughs> on what people want. Do they do they want fantasy advice, or do they want to sit and watch little things, fun, interesting things about football that really have no pertinence, especially in the off season to the actual season? But like, you know, it's just you know. A lot of the times, I think on, on that, it's not it's not about information. It's about entertaining people. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of right. But what's more entertaining than Michael McCorkle Jones, man? I know, right? What a great name! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Actually, um, my my fantasy team name last year for one of my RSO, I had Jalen Waddle, and I, me right. personally, I like to name teams after players. So, like, okay. Or middle of the season, 
I changed my name to Waddling to a Championship. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I did in that league, but I just love that name. Like, whenever you, whenever you definitely asked, called like, it. Yeah. Whenever someone asks, like, I like to think of inventive names with players' names and stuff, but yeah. Oh, you, you yeah. got to. You got to go classy yeah. with a fun name because a lot yeah. of guys get, you know, all raunchy with their names. I can't stand oh, yeah. that. But yeah, you yeah, got to go classy. Got to go. Yeah. Like, next year, I'm, I, I, you know me, I got to do some type of biblical shout out, but like, I yeah. might have to just do the McCorkles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, he's a free agent in our league next year. I only got him on a one year deal, I think, because. Well, yeah, I was I was the first I signed him in the free agent auction, but I only had one year deals left when I signed him. So I was very disappointed. Sure. I I want I would have signed him to a three year deal easily at small the world. Went for. Small I, small world. Micah McCorkle out of Jacksonville, by the way. It is a small football world out here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well that that's that's a good way to end, I think. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Luke. Hopefully we can you can get on again and we were act, we actually said before we're gonna talk about strategy. I think that's gonna be my next episode. We're just gonna talk about like different strategies you can do, which I, I'm sure Luke will talk about the the you know going to going to the waiver wire. We talked a little about strategy in this, but we didn't what you can do in RSO if you're a beginner slash don't fully understand contracts. And like I said, Luke is studying sports. He is potential. He is trying to become a sports agent. He understands contracts. I would say much better than the average person. And he also Mm -hmm. like, that's uh, our passion is football, but like, like for instance, I don't know. I I feel like, especially watching your moves in this off season in our league, we're good at this. Like we're good at like giving someone like five players for three players. That's one of our strategies. Like, and, you know, and giving, you know, and giving the players- these players, like you said, I heard you say it earlier, giving these guys or no, maybe it was when we were off the air for a second, you know, a little break, but mm-hmm. giving these guys a serviceable trade, like a trade that actually benefits them, but it's also something you need, you know? Yeah. I always, I always try to trade with someone who has a need that I have a position of excess at. Cause that's, I think that's how you're going to get your maximum value. Like, and then, then I break down trades every time I'm like, okay, I'm trading my RB five and my uh, wide or my quarterback four, which is his would be his quarterback two slash his RB one. Like, you know, cause a lot of times I have a lot of good running backs or running back one or two. Like these are two like yes. mainstays in his, in his thing. So, you know, I'll, I'll tempt him with, you know, it's low on my totem pole, but it's high on his. And that's part of getting max value for sure. So, yeah. For sure. So, it's yeah. it's going to be hard for me not to, every time I talk to you, talk about Michael McCorkle Jones, but moving <laughs> forward, but um, I will say, you know, if we stay at this rate, it's going to be like the Godfather where just like every time we talk on, on the, you know, on the podcast, it's going to be like three hours long. So hopefully yeah. next time we're like half the amount of time. Yeah, but, no um, kidding. We talked a long time. But, you know, the thing is, a lot of, a lot of these <laughs> homegrown podcasts I listen to, they are talking like, you know, I, the ones I really enjoy, some of them go two hours, like. Like they, they just, they well, just get two people on there and they just talk and 
you know, I just sit on the tractor and I listen to them and I'm like, oh yeah, this is pretty good. And they make, they make good points, but you know, it's fine. And people, you know, people, not many people are going to listen to this probably, but at least, you know, we, we showed our perspective and I like, I like doing reality sports online because I think it's a growing platform. And I think essentially it's just, it's higher. It's, it's like, it's harder to grasp and also benefits people who are better at it, like, or more intelligent or actually putting forth effort. Like, like one of my trades, I traded Deontay Johnson for Michael Gallup. And you might say, well, that makes no sense. But think about this. C.D. Lamb, when C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup were playing and Amari Cooper wasn't playing last year, Michael Gallup outperformed C.D. Lamb yep. in a majority Driven. of the games. In the majority of the games. Absolutely. And so I, Absolutely. You know, I'm taking a risk on Michael Gallup, but I needed to get cap room because of other trades I made, like for Aaron Rodgers and win now moves that I was doing. Yep. And I traded a $14 million Deontay Johnson two-year deal yeah. for a $7 million two-year deal of for, Michael Gallup. For a guy that's got Dak Prescott instead of the, the QB platoon over yeah. in uh, Steel City. Big or how move. about the wide receiver pl- platoon that's coming up? Like Pickens is, is looking like a star and Claypool is, you know, improved probably – from last I know he was yep. in the doghouse a little but he's got talent and like is Deontay yep. going to be the go-to guy without Roethlisberger there because they change quarterbacks so everything yep. could change in Pittsburgh Deontay could you know Deontay is a high risk player high risk high reward I would say but mostly for me high risk and for sure you don't know if he's going to be hit you know because because uh, Roethlisberger was just getting rid of the ball as fast as he could. So he'd do a slant to Deontay all the time, and Deontay just ate. But I, I would say you don't know what Deontay's going to do this year, but if he's yeah. on a two-year, three-year deal, probably a pretty safe option to go somewhere where they need a wider yeah. receiver. So, yeah. yeah. Right on, man. I, Maybe I, a long-term investment for some people. All right. Well, that that's gonna wrap up our show. We uh, did our buys, we did our holds, we did our sells. We um, we talked about selling injury risk uh, running backs. We we talked about some quarterbacks we like. We talked. I think a big thing is Brees Hall. Brees Hall is, you know, I, he's my number one hold in the whole league because we do not know yet what he's gonna be. And imagine if someone traded Jamar Chase last year as soon as people said Jamar Chase is dropping the ball and I, I think a lot of people like this media was saying T Higgins is going to be the main guy and it's just like ridiculous to think back now what people were saying about Jamar Chase because he is he is a top three dynasty wide receiver at, for years to come in my opinion he, he he's a for sure thing but yeah all right Luke I'll talk to you later Thank you for in, for, uh, for 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 being on for listening to this podcast. If you made it this long, you are a diehard reality sports online fan, and I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast and just just getting to know um, what I do. I do study this a lot. It is my passion, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great night.